0: What's your carnal
1: theory? theory? Hey there, you're listening to Carnal Theory, where we talk with experts from around the world to learn how taking command of our sexual story affects our personal wellness, sexual experiences, and relationships with ourselves and others.
2: And today we're talking with Nicole Barati, a sex and relationship coach with over 30 certifications under her belt. She is the founder of Sex Talk with Nicole of Bend and Blossom, a pre- and postnatal support company, and Modern Birth Professionals International. After a career in the fashion industry, Nicole transitioned her life to focus on supporting women find fulfillment in their sex life and relationships. Nicole, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today and taking time out of your busy schedule.
0: Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited about this new project that you're working on and everything that you guys are doing. It's been amazing connecting with you both. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Our pleasure. We like to start each show by asking our guests to propose a carnal theory for us all to consider. This theory is meant to challenge a presumption or perception that we might have. And we'll also end the episode by revisiting the theory to see if any of our perceptions might have changed during the course of our conversation, and we will invite you to consider it for further reflection. Nicole, can you kick us off with the theory that you've brought for us to consider?
0: Yes, so I believe that flirting is fabulous for your self-esteem.
2: Woo! I, <laughs> I agree <to>. with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. when, I first, when I first read that that was gonna be our theory today, my mind went, oh my god, Yes. Like, I haven't really thought of that before. And when I reflect on my past experiences, I'm like, wow, that's so right. That is exactly how I felt in the past. And then the more, you know, I sat with it a little bit, and I started wondering, what, what about people who maybe haven't even tried it at all, or like, maybe are afraid to and and how do you how do we explain or give them a route into it? Or maybe people who have had negative experiences and figuring out Mm. how that might have come about or how they might find a different, more empowering way to experience this. And and so that's what I'm excited to talk with you about today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that when it comes to flirting, it's more about you and not the other person. Mm. It's not so much about the receiver. It's you and it's something that comes from within.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. I'm, I'm curious if you ever prescribe flirting.
0: I do. I do. I've been working with a woman for a long time. We've known each other for many years, and she was actually one of my very first um, dating coaching experiences. We've known each other since college, and it was her idea for me to break into professional dating advice. And so I always prescribe for her flirting. And sometimes I'm her wing woman in flirting. I'll nice. take her out in New York City, and I'll help her flirt. So, can yeah. you give a little more on that? What would what what
1: would you on? I don't know, like the the you know the team get together beforehand. Like okay, like here's like kind of the play by play that we're gonna like go after today. Like here's today's goals and objectives. Like does, is what would you how would you guide someone? What's what's the prescription other than just go flirt? Kind of like Amanda was saying different people might have experiences
0: right so I'll say you know you see a cute guy or a guy who looks interesting and is looking like he might be open and receptive to your flirting and just kind of smile at him or say hi that's all it really takes it's subtle not the aggressive like pickup lines or anything like that but just start with a smile start with eye contact and then quickly look away.
2: <laughs> I
0: Koi, <laughs> koi, 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 koi. Right, right. <laughs> look away and then look again. And you know that sends the sign, I'm interested. That's opening the door to conversation or to the next step.
2: I'm curious, um, what about, what would you say to people who, like for me, my experience sometimes, not always, sometimes has been I I feel like I want to flirt and I want to have fun, but I don't want it to go any further. I don't want to have, I don't even really want to have a conversation with this person. Like, I just want to like have cool, like eye contact where I feel really powerful. How would you say to people who are afraid of it going to a conversation they don't want to have?
0: I think that's a good question, Um, especially with the Me Too movement. I think that respecting people's boundaries, no matter what gender, is really important. So you know, using your flirting for fun in an environment where everybody's there to flirt and have fun, like a bar, a restaurant, somewhere, you know, where it's a fun place, then yeah, it can be something fun for yourself that you don't have to take to the next step.
1: Somewhere where like the environment kind of dictates like this is, this is, this is what we've signed up for by showing up here.
2: Exactly. And I was reading, you had recently um, sent out a newsletter that was, a, had some mention of flirting. And so I was, I was reading into your guide, like, I think it was called your, your general guide to flirting. And a mm-hmm. lot of it was relationship based. Like, how do you flirt with your partner? And yes. I think that's a really unique take on flirting. Like flirting isn't just something that single people do. It's something that if you're in a relationship you, can you speak more to that?
0: I think it's really important to flirt when you're in a relationship, especially a long-term relationship. I feel like it really kind of brings that reconnection back to when you first met and you were just dating and you had that excitement and that thrill of being with the other person where, you know, you've been married for 10 years or you've been dating the same person for three years, kind of just get into the same old, same old routine. And I think that flirting with your partner, no matter how long you know each other, is an important part of keeping the spark alive.
2: I love that. What would that look like for someone to, to start incorporating it? Like, like what are some actual like, physical practices you might take to incorporate flirting into
0: your relationship? I'm a big fan of sexting. <laughs> Even if you're sharing an office like we are right now because of COVID-19. I think sending a text to the person across the room can be really sexy and flirty and fun or you know sending um messages across the table at dinner you know just a certain look of the eye a flip of your hair
1: playing yeah playing. Yeah. yeah flirting and playing I think also to what Amanda mentioned at the top I think that some people I have friends for sure who have either had bad flirting experiences or maybe associate flirting with bad connotations, especially if you're if you're in a relationship, it can often be seen as like a big no-no um, mm-hmm. that you're just not supposed to do that. And that's part of why I love I love what you've what you've mentioned, what you've brought to the table of it's it builds your self-esteem. It doesn't flirting does not, does does not explicitly need to mean I'm looking to be in a relationship. Flirting, exactly use a different word if flirting is what bothers you. You know, plenty of people are friendly. Plenty of people are playful and kind and tease and joke. You know, if you're a jokester or, you know, for me, Mm -hmm. when I'm flirting for me is usually like witty quibs and like, how kind of like kind of sarcastic or like putting you off can I be, but like, Hey, you know, like <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be sexual. Although a lot of people do interpret it as, Hey, she wants to fuck me and yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to mean that.
2: Yeah, no, not at all. What would you say to someone who, who w- wants a skill or a, with like a tool, something in their toolkit to have with them? For when it, someone tries to push it to another level, like if they're single at a bar and they are playfully flirting, but without ex, with, on their end, without expectation of it going further, mm-hmm. what, what can they do? They're having their toolkit so they're not nervous or afraid of this happening
0: to kind of end that. I think practice and be prepared for what you'll say to say, no, that's actually not where i was going with this i just i find you attractive i find you interesting i enjoy your company but i'm not looking for a long-term relationship or i'm not looking to hook up yeah you know, just be straightforward just like you are straightforward in your flirting
1: that that's often so hard i think I no
0: <laughs> i know we um, have to let go of those negative thoughts those self-limiting those self-doubts those thoughts that we have about ourselves, especially as women, you know, I say, put yourself out there, but be prepared to also protect yourself and to maintain your boundaries.
2: And, and how,
0: how do you take that first
2: step? And for me, I think it was practice or or the more I would kind of put myself out there,
0: the easier it got. But that first step is really hard. How do you take that first step? Practice, just like you said, Mm -hmm. practice on your girlfriends, practice on your friends that you hang out with. Um, do it with somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say, go out in teams. Don't, it's harder when you're by yourself to flirt with somebody across the room. It's easier when you have a wing woman.
1: And, um, and right now it's such a, such an interesting time to be exploring relationships and exploring flirting. It's almost like flirting has had this grand opportunity to kind of take a whole new, um, Foreground of, of importance in our lives with, with COVID and, and being locked up and quarantined, sometimes with partners, in which case the advice to stay playful, to stay flirtatious with your, with your partner is like probably, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I would think that that would be gold for right now.
0: It is, it is gold for right now, absolutely. Um, I'm getting a lot of questions, especially now in New York and New Jersey. We're in week five. And a lot of my married couples or couples who are living together are starting to get tired of each other. The novelty of being together 24-7 has worn off. People are like getting more uptight and getting more frustrated with the other people living in their home. And being in their home 24-7, I can speak from my own experience today. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like done. The kids need to go back to school. (laughs) You need to go back to work. you know but keeping that that flame alive we just have to take a few deep breaths and you know send love out to those around us but my single clients are asking how do I flirt online you know without being too aggressive and too like I just want to sleep with you I'm saying that the people who are online right now and are flirting with you are really interested in meeting you and being in a relationship. I think there are less people out there just looking to hook up at this point with what's going on in the world. So get yourself out there and put yourself in front of the right people and take the risk, even if it's just like an imaginary turd relationship, you know, just do it, just have fun with what's going on right now and use the advantage that I can't have sex with you right now.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about practice. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking. So this this month at my sex bio, um, we are talking about the new dating normal, mm. and and I'm think and as you as you were talking, I was thinking. You know, I hadn't really thought about it, but you know, getting online and flirting with people, there's no expectation. We're all stuck inside. It's not like they're gonna say, "Hey, want to meet up later?" Because right. yeah, you, you literally can't. So it, it's a safe way to practice, to boost your self-esteem a bit, and, and to empower yourself. And I hadn't really exactly. thought that. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. That time when we might be feeling a little down. Uh, along those same lines, um, are there other emotional self-care tips that you're giving people, single and, and or in relationships
0: during this Definitely time? Definitely self-care. I think we all need a lot more self-care right now. I've been telling women, take longer showers, take longer baths, let your partner do what needs to be done for the kids and meals, and really focus on yourself. And just by coincidence, starting on the first day of quarantine here in New Jersey, I started a 30-day masturbation challenge. Hey! And it was not planned that, okay, on the first day of COVID-19, we're going to do this. It was just on the calendar. The emails went out and I was like, this is perfect timing. I almost didn't do it because of what's going on. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And I've gotten such great response about the level of self-care that women are getting for themselves. They're calling it their meditation hour. So
1: we had in January, it was, uh, we, we partnered with a, with a friend and did 31 days medita- meditation, masturbation. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. And, and went through talking about, you know, some of the struggles of like, Oh God, I've got to masturbate again, but like, also, <laughs> that, that was her, that was her take on it some days, you know? Um, but also just, uh, she ended up getting out of relationship during that time and was able to use it as this empowerment tool. Mm -hmm. Of kind of just getting him out of her uh, which was it's cool to watch it's on the YouTube channel.
0: It is reconnecting some people and for some people the people who are like oh my gosh I can't believe I'm stuck with this guy who I was like just thinking about divorcing a month ago (laughs) and you know she's off in the bedroom doing her thing or in the shower doing her thing and then she's like he doesn't look so bad after all.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. Something about
0: her self-esteem has increased and now she's looking at her partner differently.
2: Yeah. And I wonder if part of it is we talk, and we talk about this a lot with my sex bio um, with our content there. Oh, I think a lot of self-esteem comes from being able to connect with your sexual self, being able to know what you want and yeah. Challenging yourself while we're staying at home to, to, to care for your needs. Uh, Yeah. I think that could be, an amazing way to connect to your sexual self. And then therefore your relationships are going to improve.
0: Right.
2: Well,
0: on There's... a hormone level, it's boosting the oxytocin, which is more self love, but also more love for other people. Yeah. The oxytocin is the love hormone.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. That's awesome.
2: I didn't know. That. <laughs> so, so with this, this quarantine where, where some people are, having hardships, some people are coming back together with, with their loved ones, some people are learning to flirt. How do you see it? How do you see this, this experience that everyone's going through, for the most part, changing the way people date and interact and have relationships when we come out of quarantine?
0: That's a really good question and I've been asking myself the same thing. I think that we're going to be moving to a lot more virtual stuff and a lot more video, just like we're doing right now. Like, and I think that long distance relationships are gonna happen even more. Um, some of my clients who are dating online, I'm telling them, go beyond your city. And a lot of my clients are New York City based. I tell them, look at who's available in Boston. You know, Zoom is great for a wine tasting night or having dinner together by Zoom and just chatting watching a movie there are other ways to get together rather than just taking the train to meet up for a drink
1: yeah i i like the idea of this because in these times i mean i don't like these times but i think i try to look on the bright side as often as possible mm-hmm. and i do think that one of the things that we have the opportunity to maybe see a lot stronger than we have in the past is that energy and connection is not just in person. And I feel very connected to to both of you right now and and we're nowhere near one another. And I I think that there have been a lot of uh, wrong preconceptions about the necessity of meeting in person and that um, that you can't build something equal online. Amanda and I have never met one another.
2: Right. In person. <laughs> and, we, and we've worked <laughs> together for four plus years and I was invited to my wedding. <laughs> so <That's> like, amazing.
1: <laughs> that will be, that will be the day. So just like on an, on an energetical level of people understanding how relationships, and I don't just mean re- romantic, how, how relationships can form and, and grow. I think this is potentially a beautiful time for that. Do you see people making that click? Do you see that realization happening?
0: My clients are slowly, slowly absorbing that. Yeah. My one friend that I've been coaching for many years is a little slower to adapt. She's like, no, I have to be in person with the person. And I, it's, I don't think you do. And she's getting, she's getting there. And I've been talking to her about it for about two weeks now. And I think she's finally more open to a zoom date. So, yeah. You know, when you feel like when you live in a city like New York, you feel like the city is so small and that you've dated everybody in New York, you know, (laughs) or like all the good guys are taken and, when you live in a place like New York and you have access to online dating and Zoom, then you can expand your horizon to date somebody in another part of the country or a different part of the world.
1: For people who are, who are looking to try to use the quarantine time as as an opportunity to maybe reflect over their life or reflect over their relationship or relationships. Do you have a a suggestion from them for them of, of maybe where to start with that? Like is prompts to write about should they like Marie Kondo by going through like each Facebook friend and be like, you bring me joy. You don't bring me joy. Like what (laughs) relationships, not just romantic, but like what, uh,
0: right. Yes. I, I love that Marie Kondo idea. Yes. I believe in journaling. And going through your lists of who brings you good energy and who brings you bad energy and eliminating those people or really setting stronger boundaries with those people who bring the negative energy in. Um, And really looking at the people that you've dated in the past and what it is that you really like about them and the things that you really don't like about them. And I have a friend who just asked a question on Facebook. Which parent did you crave more love from? And really looking at which of your parents did you crave more love from? And are you finding that same craving in the people that you're dating? And ask yourself why and why are you not getting the love given to you rather than craving it or going after it? And maybe finding a person who gives you the same love that the parent who you didn't crave as much can give you. And, but dating and falling in love starts with yourself, no matter what. And so having this time of being alone and being in isolation, using it to your advantage to really get to know yourself is, is wonderful. It's a great part of what's going on right now. With all the negativity that's going on, if there's anything good that comes out of it, it's this time of self-reflection and really getting to know yourself and enjoying the company that you're keeping with yourself during this time.
2: We, Abba and I were talking to, um, a partner friend yesterday and the concept of, of dating yourself came up. Do you think, is it, is it possible to flirt with yourself? Totally. How do you flirt with yourself?
0: I buy myself gifts all the time.
1: <laughs> I
2: love that.
0: <laughs> like, I think a new lipstick would look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, true.
1: That's yeah. true. it's 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 self-care in a lot of ways self-care
0: mm-hmm. yeah and just caring for yourself and like today I put on makeup when I'm in quarantine it's a video day and I feel so much better today than I did yesterday when I wasn't wearing makeup
1: me too I <laughs> got I got on the call earlier with Amanda and I was like whoa, whoa okay hey what's up? like up <laughs>
0: I was on a call earlier this morning. (laughs) (laughs) My coach this morning was like, oh my gosh, I don't recognize you.
2: (laughs) It's shocking how much waking up and right away, getting in the shower, getting ready for your day changes the whole, not just productivity level, but how I feel like yesterday here it was rainy I don't think I changed the whole day <laughs> and I felt like the day was over and and I was telling this to Abba actually, it felt like it was still 4am. It never went past 4am. The sun hadn't come up yet and somehow I was going to bed. And yeah, and I think a lot of people are struggling with that right now, but yeah. maybe flirting with yourself is also, you, you got to get up, got to get dressed and get yourself feeling good.
0: Yeah. And don't forget to make your bed.
2: Very important. <laughs> On with that. Yes. been doing yes. that for a long time. Really,
1: it's weird. Those subtle psychological mm-hmm. things. Um, I have one more little question. Amanda, do you have another, do you have another question you want to ask? I, yeah, I do have one more
2: question. Go for it. Okay. Mine is, so I guess what would, bringing it kind of back to flirting, but also relationships. A lot of people are using this term love language and how they express their love or flirt with people and things like that. And I know someone that I live with and his partner are in separate places right now. Mm -hmm. And both of them say that their love language is touch. How, Mm -hmm. how do that, how would that person, or how does this couple or people like that, how do you flirt or how do you maintain a healthy relationship when you really rely on or really need touch giving and and receiving
0: in a relationship self-touch and if you can't be together there's zoom sex
2: how would zoom how, talk about zoom sex i want to hear more about that
0: <laughs> it's basically mutual masturbation using toys using sensations um feathers all huh. different... it's like fun sex but it's for the 21st century yeah I yeah love... or
1: facetime sex yeah mm-hmm one 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 last question and then we'll we'll wrap up um and there might not be a clear picture on this but i i tend to think when it comes to technology and where i should say when it comes to meeting someone in person i think that we've started to uh well especially as women i think it's probably already ingrained in us um but we we understand that there's like levels of safety like you were mentioning, you know, don't, don't necessarily go out by yourself to flirt. You were mentioning it in the context of like because it'll be easier and more fun, but there's also a safety element that's right. there. I don't know if if we have a clear vision of of what this is going to look like, but I do think about the safety of of online. It's not like online dating is some like new thing, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe some of the bounds, at least for the larger masses, are being explored more. Do you have suggestions on how to, on, on on safety procedures on you know using your real name or not or last name you know blah 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 blah, blah that are good tips um, going into that? I
0: think I think using a screen name is nice. Um, not giving any personal information. Uh, these tests on Facebook, these questions, these really long posts with fill in all your answers. Don't answer those questions. As much fun as they look, even though they're coming from your friends, a lot of what we put on Facebook is actually public, and people can get into your private posts and find all of your personal information just by those answers and putting puzzle pieces together. People are very computer savvy. My husband works in IT, and he can basically get any information that he wants, which is a little scary sometimes when I think about how much people know from computers.
1: So what do you feel is a safe amount? You know, we're talking about potentially having sex over zoom, like someone could just be recording that and then they have,
0: I think get to know the person first, just like we recommend on any first date, meet in a public place, you know, sex on a first date is not always the best idea, but yeah, we do it but I think that trusting your instincts and really listening to your gut and what your instincts are telling you about this other person, trust that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's strong. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, We've, we've continued to touch on it. um, So I don't know that anyone has forgotten it, but we, we just want to mention one more time so that, so that people can take it with them and continue to think about it past this show, um, the theory that, that you proposed, which was flirting does wonders for your self-esteem. Yes. And, and we hope that we hope that, that, that's something that we can take during this time, but also play with it after we're, uh, we're, we've been let, let free and, and able to, to roam again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So thank you so,
2: so much for joining us. Really, Nicole.
0: Thank you. Really thank you for having me. This thank was you. awesome.
2: Yeah. Thank you for so, so much for tuning in with us, um, everyone. And thank you, Nicole, for joining us. And reach out to us if you have any questions or insights on our Instagram page at Carnal Theory. And also definitely check out Nicole's website, sextalkwithnicole.com. She is an amazing resource. She has so much knowledge to share. And we're really lucky that we got to chat with her today. Thank you.
1: Carnal Theory is produced by MySexBio. Our sound design is by Audrey Cohane. And our theme music by Men the Universe. MySexBio is an educational platform built to empower people like you to take command of your sexual biography. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, and Spotify at MySexBio. Visit our website and join our e-letter at MySexBio.org and support our work by joining our Patreon. Thank you.